Whoa, are you glad to be here today? Come on, God is moving. God is moving. All right, give me a wave. Just give me a wave. So good to see you. So good to see you. You can take your seats. My name is Andrew Mack. I am one of the pastors here at Berlin Church, and we are so glad that you are here today. I am speaking about foundations, and we have been going through foundations the last few weeks, and I wouldn't say the foundations we're talking about are the number one foundations of the Christian faith, but I believe some of the topics we've talked about are very important to understanding what we believe, because Christianity, this faith in God, is very special and very unique. Last week, I talked about the God three-in-one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Because of Jesus, we can have the full revelation of who God is. For thousands of years in the Old Testament, they walked with God. They knew God in many different ways. Abraham was a friend of God. David was a man after God's heart. He knew him in a different way. The Holy Spirit came, inspired people to write prophecies. But when Jesus was born, something happened. And now through Jesus, we can have the full revelation of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, knowing that Jesus is Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. It is so powerful to know that we can know God like that. That is very special. You know, we talked about communion. Taking the body and blood of Jesus is an important part of what we believe. The Bible as a foundation of our faith is so important. And so today I want to speak with you for a few moments about spiritual authority. And let me figure out my thing keeps turning off, so it's going to take me a minute. One moment. Because it turns off and then I don't know where I am, so let me disable that. Sorry. You can do something. How do I do that? Otherwise, I'm going to get annoyed the whole time. Yeah, here. One sec. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Things you don't know till you're like up here. Battery. Does anybody know how to do that? Can you turn off and do No. Oh, here. Never. Never turn off. Okay. All right. Good. We're ready. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you can clap. <laughs> so we're going to talk about um, spiritual authority. And the reason why I think this is really an important topic is because we live in a society today that whether it comes to authority of the government or even just respecting people in general is so low that we have lost so much respect for other people. Um, the internet, you can just so fast like post something on Facebook just trashing another person and you will never have to look in their face and say that to them. It's just so easy to disrespect people and disrespect each other and that is not good because God wants us to be in unity. God wants us to respect authority. That means in your home, in your family, with your parents, that we respect our family, our parents, that we honor them, that we honor 
the authorities that God has put in place around the world that we honor, and especially in the church that we honor the pastors that God has called to lead his church. That is so important. And so I would say at the beginning that a basic understanding of many things that I'm going to share today, if you are not committed in a church, whether that's this church or you're visiting or wherever you come from, you need to get planted into the house of God, into your local church. That to me means you need to be giving to your local church, you need to be serving, you need to be showing up, you need to be a part of the community. It is so easy again today to just hide out in a crowd in a church service and never become a part of the community. God does not want you hiding in a crowd. God wants you coming out from the crowd revealing who you are to the people around you so that we can grow together and that when things are spoken to you that are the truth, we don't just go running from one place to another, hiding in another crowd where the lights and the music just are there, but we're just nobody in that crowd, not ever planted and open with each other. That's not what God wants for his church and for community. We need to be in community. You need to be planted in the house of God. And once you do that, then you can start to move into many things of what the Bible talks about when it comes to how the church should be working. But if you are not planted, not giving, not serving, not doing anything, you will not understand most of what the New Testament is talking about when it comes to what the church should be because you are not even a part of the community. So you need to be a part of the community, and from there, then you can start to realize, wow, the church is so awesome. Thank you, God, for the church. Sometimes it's uncomfortable because I have to address things in my life that are not right. But that's not the time to run and hide again. It's the time to allow God to heal you so that we can be in a greater unity. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? So spiritual authority is really something very important. And we need to understand the difference between earthly authority and church authority. Now, this is something that I've been thinking about because the term spiritual authority, what does that really mean? And the more I've thought about that term, spiritual authority, I've really, I don't know if this is correct or not, but isn't somehow all the authorities in the whole world, isn't that somehow a spiritual authority? Now, let me read you this verse, Romans 13, one, and you can write all these down to look up later, and here's what it says. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. This is Paul writing this to the Romans in Rome. For there is no authority except that which is from God. The authorities that exist have been appointed by God. So this is Paul writing this to the church in Rome, and guess what? Who was the leader in Rome at that time? A lot of people believe that it was an evil, crazy, lunatic, ridiculously terrible dictator that fed people to lions, okay? And so that was who was in charge of Rome at that time, and Paul said what? Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities because God put them there. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just telling you the truth. There's people in the world today, some of them dictators, yes. What's that about? But yet Paul is saying there, there's something that you don't know, that we don't know why it is like it is, but we are to 
submit ourselves to governing authorities. 1 Peter 2.13 says this, listen to this one, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, that means the finansamt. Sadly, okay. Whether to the king as the supreme authority or to the governors. And so a question that I have been asking myself and I throw this out here today, is what is the time to submit and when is the time to rebel? Because I do believe there are times that we have to say, no, that's not right, I'm not going to do that. And so what does it mean when Paul says, submit to the authorities, when Peter says we need to submit to the human institutions? Where is the line? And this has been very controversial in the history of the church. For example, in my home country, USA, they had a revolution, they became free from Britain, but at the time, many of the churches were preaching that it was not right to revolt against the British government because of the word of God, you should submit to the authorities. Maybe you never heard of that before. And even in the more recent history, the Lutheran and the Catholic churches during the time of the Nazis they believed that it was the church's place to be neutral in all of what was happening and submit to the authorities because God put them there. So they remained neutral. But within the church in Germany at that time, there were people that believed that their mission from God was to be a part of killing Hitler. And one of the most famous of them was named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Maybe you've heard of him before but his family was connected to the top level of the military, and he was a pastor in the Lutheran church and believed God was calling him to kill Hitler. Very interesting. And so I ask myself, and I ask you, what is the line where we have to say, this isn't, this isn't right, and we will not do what the government has told us? I don't know the complete answer, um, but I believe that with many of these questions, what is right and wrong, the answer is by having the Holy Spirit in your life. When we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, when we have the fruit of the Spirit, so many of the questions and not knowing what to do, not knowing how to respond, not knowing how to act to each other and to the government and different things, those issues just go away. Marriages are better when there's love. <laughs> Peace, joy, patience, all those things, it's better. How you act toward your boss is better with the fruit of the Spirit. And yes, in the church, how we treat one another and how we treat our spiritual leaders with the fruit of the Spirit, so many of the answers are already there. If we would walk in the fruit of the Spirit and in unity, wow, <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> but it's not always like that. But I would say today, let's have that as our goal, that in this church and everything that you are doing to be walking with the Spirit and having the fruit of the Spirit active in your life. One principle when it comes to church leadership, because you have the earthly authority, but then there is also the spiritual authority, which in this case, I would call it church authority, because it's different. Earthly authority, 
and church authority. And the reason why I like to call it earthly authority and church authority is because actually the church is also a kingdom much like many of the kingdoms that are on the earth today. And that's why church authority, putting it next to these nations and governments, it is, it is just as powerful as those entities. A principle that I live by is to honor people and especially to honor pastors. And if I know someone is a pastor, I will treat them with honor and respect and go out of my way to honor them. That's how I live. And I would encourage you to do that. Why do I do that? Because I understand that when I see a pastor and meet a pastor and shake a pastor's hand, I know that they've been through trials and they have sacrificed a lot that probably you will never know, I will never know the whole story, and no one may ever see everything. And so I try to see them from God's perspective that this is a precious person that is serving God, and I honor them. Another principle is that I cannot ever imagine being able to talk down a pastor or to openly criticize or even go online and talk trash about someone else, especially a pastor. And sadly, this is becoming more and more common. There are blogs, there are internet sites, there is Facebook, all these different places that can be used to trash people and especially pastors, and I do not think that that is the way that we should be living. And even if what you are saying is right or true to the facts, to me the principle that I'm, I just, I'm going to do my thing, and I don't need to tell my truth to the world. God knows what I've been through. God knows what someone did to me. I don't need to be telling the whole world about what happened and especially not doing it in a commercialized manner. So what does it mean when we say church authority? I would say that that means church leadership. And we need to understand that, like I said, the church is in many ways a kingdom, much like there are kingdoms on the earth. And at some point, the church and the saints of God, we will be ruling over physical kingdoms. During the Middle Ages, it was believed that the church was already possessing this physical kingdom, and some of that, I believe, can be true even today. And in the Middle Ages, again, there were bishops and apostles that were very powerful political figures, and they ruled over lands and cities because the goal was to expand the church dominion to the whole world. It's a little scary to imagine the Roman Catholic Church ruling the whole world. Okay, anyway. You can laugh a little bit. We are a Protestant church. You can laugh a little bit. We do not want the Roman Catholic Church ruling the whole world. <laughs> I won't go further. But you know, even how bad that was at that time and the abuse of what the church did, there are special giftings, anointings, callings, and power that God gives to people to be raised up to lead the church. And this is what it says in Ephesians 4, 11. Here's what it says, 11 and 12. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. Here's what it says. Now these are the gifts. Let's put that up on screen. Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. 
Is it coming? There we go. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. It says these are the gifts God, Christ gave to the church. You see, the, the pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the apostles, the church authority, the leaders in the church are a gift to the church. Do we see those people as a gift to the church? Because the Bible says that they are a gift to the church. And what do they do? They are here to equip God's people to do his work. They equip the church to do God's work. And to build up the church, the body of Christ, to build it up. Hebrews 13 verse 17 says it this way, obey your leaders and submit to them. So it's that same principle about respect for authority, obey your church leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. You see, there's a greater burden on these gifts to the church compared to the regular just church people. There is a higher burden. God's going to judge them differently, for they will give an account. Let them watch over you with joy and not with grief. You see, we need to be respecting and honoring so that there is joy in what we are doing in the house of God, not grief and not fighting and not strife, for this would be unprofitable for you. You know, that Hebrews scripture is difficult for me because I like to take a scripture like that and ask a lot of questions. What does that mean? Does that mean if the intention is good, I should do that, obey? Or if the intention is bad, am I still supposed to, to follow that scripture? How does it apply? And what I've come to discover, and this is for myself, is that when there is an environment of collaboration and openness and, and unity, this scripture is wonderful. Because at some point, somebody's just going to have to say, we're going to do this. That's how, that we're going to do it that way. And it's wonderful to have that kind of leadership and vision. Not bad. It's good. Because it will not always be just the way that I think it should be. Or the way that you think it should be. And so we need to be ready to say, yes, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Somebody knows where we're going. You know? I know you know. So to finish up, I want to give you an example from my own life regarding spiritual authority, and then we're going to pray together. And this is an example that I have learned from my mom and dad. Because, you know, we've been here in Germany for 17 years, and they were working in church in the USA, not as long as we've been here. And if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you know that not everything along the way ends up perfect. And people are people, and I don't care if they are apostles, pastors, whatever. They are people too. Now, we need to be doing our best to become more and more like Jesus. Yes, 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 of course. But people still are people, and everyone makes mistakes. 
And so the way that the way that I have seen my mom and dad handle spiritual authority and negative situations, even at one point, spiritual authority that really had the goal to destroy their life, and that they did not become bitter and did not become skeptical of the church or pastors in general, that they kept a pure and humble spirit through all of that is really a testimony that I am glad that I could see that because I want to live my life like that. Not allowing the negative things that happened to me to change my future. And I would encourage you to live the same way. And something I appreciate very much with our church right here and with, and with mom and dad is that everything about spiritual authority in this church and even since before we came was truly God-ordained. We need God-ordained spiritual authority in the church, not man-made spiritual authority. God-appointed, not self-appointed. The story how we came to Berlin, my story of becoming a pastor in the church, Pastor Claudia, other people that are serving in leadership in this church, I am so thankful that we can stand on a history where there is a pure heart of humbleness, that leadership is about serving first, not about showing off, and that in this church there is not a business-like drive to build this up, but a true faith-filled mentality that God will provide. God will call people. God will anoint people. God will appoint people. And when it's about God, God in the middle of it all, and not man in the middle, and you've seen me in my journey, you that have been here for a long time, I'm, I'm not the same as I was. Thank you, Jesus. And at the right time, different anointings came on my life, and you've seen that happen. It wasn't because I was pushed into a role. It was because God did it in me. And I'm thankful to be a part of a church that doesn't push people to be something, but just allows God to work in their life and to call them out because it's a gift of God to the church, not man manufacturing a move of God. Amen? And so I would encourage you today, we have an amazing church here with amazing spiritual authority, our senior pastors and the other leaders. And I, I'm trying to do the best I can too to lead you. And so don't be afraid to step out even more into getting planted in the house of God. And don't allow hurt of the past to influence how you do things today. Let's listen to the word of God and realize that our pastors are a gift to the church, that we need to be in unity in the church, that we need to obey our spiritual leaders, and that everything that we're doing is respecting the authorities that God has put in and listening to the Holy Spirit when we would say, nope, I can't, I can't do that. Let's stand to our feet. We thank you, God, for spiritual authority. We thank you for pastors, and we pray today for a unity in this body that as we serve together, work together to build up this church in this city and to bring revival to Germany, God, let there be a humble attitude among us of unity in this place that we will see great and mighty things in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you would like Jesus to come into your heart, 
I want to pray with you. If you need Jesus in your life today, or if you want to come back to God, you have not been walking, living with God, and you know that, there is a prayer that is coming on screen right now. I want you to speak this prayer out with your mouth, and church, we are going to pray it together with those that are praying it for the first time. Here we go. Father in heaven, I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. Thank you for your amazing love. I repent of my sins and thank you for your forgiveness. Come into my life and give me a fresh start. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live my life for you from this day forward. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place.